Hi, everyone. I'm Erica Carbajal with Becker's Hospital Review, and thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Becker's Healthcare Podcast Series. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Zachary George, Director of Hospital Certifications at the Joint Commission, and Andrea Lee Yates, Associate Field Director for Disease-Specific Care at the Joint Commission. And today, we're going to discuss the cardiac system of care. So, Zach and Andrea, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so with that, we'll go ahead and get started. Zach, I'll start with you here. The Joint Commission has been leading the country in healthcare quality and safety for more than 70 years now. But how would you describe those efforts specifically in the field of cardiology? Oh, thanks for asking, Erica. Um, well, if we go back, I mean, the Joint Commission's efforts to improve healthcare quality and safety They've really, they've really spanned every facet of healthcare over the years. Now, as we turned into the 21st century, the Joint Commission saw an opportunity to increase the contribution we could offer to hospitals by designing disease-specific care certifications. In essence, once a hospital has been accredited and deemed to meet the conditions of participation for CMS, we wanted to offer a more qualitative, collaborative and proactive certification for different service lines within a hospital, such as stroke, cardiac, maternal and perinatal care, and orthopedics, amongst a few. And the results have been tremendous, with approximately 5,000 sites using certification as a tool to proactively drive improvements in quality of care and to really enhance patient safety. Now, what we've also seen is the potential these certifications have to impact the health of the communities and the states in which the certified hospitals reside. And that's through an assessment of the populations that they serve, any disparities that might exist, unique characteristics of that population and their health, and associated outreach and education campaigns. This is a very important role that the Joint Commission has played over the years and continues to prioritize. And that brings us to the heart health in general in the United States and the major priority that represents for all of our communities. For that reason, we've been collaborating with the American Heart Association in recent years to develop a variety of cardiac certifications within a complete cardiac system of care. Together, we in the AHA are working with healthcare organizations, EMS organizations, cities, and states to emphasize reliability and sustainability of complex, highly efficient cardiac systems of care. And in this way, it makes visible and removes the risks of patient harm, but also that quality of care is present. Now, we strive for reliable processes wherein variation and defects are reduced while using evidence to achieve service excellence. And in this way, we hope to provide hospitals and healthcare organizations even more tools that can be used to improve heart health in their communities. And that includes their coworkers, their friends, neighbors, families, and even themselves. We're excited to play this role, and it is a pleasure to be with you today to share our journey. Well, thank you, Zach, for, for walking through 
the, the different offerings of the Joint Commission and how they work to improve healthcare over the years. And just great to hear about some of those results there uh, with the 5,000 sites that you mentioned using the certification. Um, Andrea, can you tell us now what it means to care for heart attack patients in that cardiac system of care that Zach mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. So this has been well established in the world of stroke, starting with acute centers where some services are offered and then stepping up, if you can visualize this, to primary centers where even more services are offered and then culminating with comprehensive centers where all services are available. It's really a hub and spoke model where care responsibilities are shared within a system. In heart attack care, the system really begins with acute heart attack ready hospitals. The acronym is AHAR. These centers either refer all STEMI patients or they provide primary PCI on a limited basis only, not 24-7. They really do stabilize and transfer critically ill patients with other types of ACS or complications related to ACS, helping to determine next steps of care. AHAR centers are an essential first contact for heart attack patients. We all know that every single minute counts. These centers are smaller spokes in the system of care, but they are incredibly valuable for early identification of these patients that have ACS. They are critically important to reducing the amount of time from assessment to diagnosis and then on to treatment. I really can't emphasize enough that AHAR centers are essential community or critical access hospitals, or they can even be freestanding emergency departments. These programs have well-established referral relationships with primary or comprehensive centers. The next spoke in the system of care is the primary level, and that's the primary heart attack center known as PHAC. These centers have 24-7 capability to provide primary PCI for STEMI patients, as well as provide advanced care to critically ill patients with other types of ACS or complications related to ACS. These are receiving centers capable of receiving patients that are transferred from AHARS. In the spoke and hub model, then, we move next to, in the system of care, to the comprehensive heart attack center known as CHAC. These centers not only have 24-7 capability to provide primary PCI, but also they have 24-7 capability to provide cardiothoracic surgery for coronary artery bypass grafting. This is truly a comprehensive approach to coronary artery revascularization. Their care relates to STEMI as well as other types of ACS and complications related to ACS. This includes advanced care for patients in cardiogenic shock, and it can also include therapeutic cooling for those who have experienced cardiac arrest. They receive patients from both AHARs and PHACs. But wait, there's even more. The Comprehensive Cardiac Center, or CCC. The CCC does everything that a CHAC does, plus it offers services in structural heart, electrophysiology, heart failure, preventative cardiology, and cardiac rehab. The CCC really does go the extra mile, not only caring for patients who have had heart attacks, but truly addressing every complication that can plague patients with cardiovascular disease throughout their lives and throughout the entire continuum of care. CCCs care for any type of cardiovascular patient at any time. 
Well, thank you, Andrea. A great overview of each of the different centers and their distinct values there. So now, Zach, what's the basis for the cardiac system of care? Well, the cardiac system of care, in addition to mirroring that which was created for stroke, the primary basis is the AHA policy statement that was published in circulation in October 2021. And that was titled Systems of Care for ST Segment Elevation Myocardial Infarction. Uh, furthermore, the system, again, has a strong foundation in the scientific research that has been collected and published over the years in the clinical practice guidelines related to chest pain, ACS, and coronary artery revascularization. These are also the basis for the standards of care incorporated in the certification. Thanks, Zach. And so, Andrea, the Joint Commission, in collaboration with the American Heart Association, they offer four cardiac certifications, one for each area within the cardiac systems of care. And I know they don't just include patients that experience STEMI. They also include other types of ACS and compli complications related to ACS. So can you expand on that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. So the certifications really encompass all capabilities related to patients that present with chest pain and every possible scenario under the ACS umbrella, including STEMI. The delineation in the system levels for AHAR, PHAC, and CHAC are simply based on the capabilities and services that healthcare organizations offer related to emergent care for STEMI patients. That's another reason why AHAR centers are so important. The vast majority of patients with chest pain are not going to be STEMIs. They are going to have other diagnosis under the ACS umbrella. So it is vital that patients receive timely assessment, diagnosis, and treatment at the time of presentation, including when they are at AHAR-type facilities. However, oh, I really can't put too fine a point on it. Patients that experience STEMI are at the top of our list. The fact that this is an urgent, life-threatening condition when timing is critical cannot be overstated. It is a strong focus of these certifications, and door-to-reperfusion time continues to be a vital element in patient safety and outcomes. Patients are transferred to PCI-capable centers immediately for reperfusion. Yet, we also recognize, and I dare say that every cardiologist or clinician with experience in cardiovascular care understands very well that acute coronary syndrome rears its ugly head in a variety of ways. It doesn't always come in the neat little box that a STEMI can be in. This certification includes NSTEMI, unstable angina, and coronary microvascular disorders like Minoka and Inoka. It includes complications related to these events, such as cardiogenic shock and cardiac arrest. Cardiovascular disease manifests itself in such a large variety of ways, and we recognize this. And so earning these certifications within the cardiac system of care works to make a meaningful difference in the fight against heart disease, which is still the number one killer in this country. So to make a meaningful headway in this fight, we must adopt new practices. We must make considerations to broaden our scope and ask new questions, all with the real intent to develop reliable processes with which to assess, diagnose, and treat ACS in all its varieties. 
For example, this has never been more true than what is happening with our recognition and treatment of coronary microvascular dysfunction. In this disorder, coronaries are damaged, abnormal blood flow occurs, and over time, we have abnormal widening or narrowing of the small vessels in response to stress or activity. This causes ischemia, chest pain, shortness of breath, it leads to heart attack, and can even lead to heart failure. Our certified centers are developing processes for identifying these things, these coronary microvascular dysfunctions. It's not easily identifiable on triage, but when a patient has an abnormal stress test or their angiography reveals no blockages of the larger coronary arteries, practitioners are considering other options. Symptoms do persist in patients with this disorder and can be relatively long in duration at rest. So we must develop reliable processes for accurate diagnosis using tests such as invasive functional angiography or even cardiac MRI or PET. Ultimately, though, the goal is to reduce symptoms and avoid heart attack and heart failure. The science emerging around this is exciting and vital and inspiring, and it really is one more battle that we need to win in the fight against heart disease. Well, Andrea, is a great overview of the why behind, you know, why STEMI is, is such a strong focus of these certifications. And Zach and Andrea, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure having you on. And I'd also like to thank the Joint Commission, our podcast sponsor. Listeners, you can go ahead to tune in to more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting the podcast page on our site at beckershospitalreview.com.